Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. The JR Overcome Show. All right, and welcome back to the JR Overcome Show, episode two. Man, what an amazing time on episode one. I, uh, you know, working with Ray Cash Care. What's up, Ray? All is well, sir. I'm happy to be here and ready to get going. Yes, giving your standard buds false motivation example, except with Ray, I know it's not false motivation. I know there's nothing but the real deal going on. And I tell you what, the last show, we had a blast talking about what is the JR Overcome show. We talked about our our motto, lead always and overcome all. We talked about, you know, that I'm working with Ray and uh, we actually had a great interview talking about who Ray is. And we're going to get back into that today. We're going to get into part two with Ray. And uh, I just want to, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, you've never listened to JR Overcome show. You have no clue who these two clowns are. I'm Jason J. Redman. I am a retired Navy SEAL. I did 21 years in the SEAL teams. I had an amazing career that was built on highs and lows of leadership. I was severely injured in a firefight, and I had to overcome that. And uh, I captured all of that in a book, a uh, great book called The Trident, The Forging and Reforging of a Navy SEAL Leader. And I used to have a video blog that I was doing for a period of time called the JR Overcome Show. And I tell you what, I'm doing a lot of different things. I run the Combat Wounded Coalition, the Overcome Academy. I am a father and a husband. I'm out there speaking, trying to make a difference. And it was just a little too much. And uh, Ray is out there doing a lot of great things. And we were talking about our mission to try and help other people motivate and inspire. And we started talking and said, you know what, man, let's turn the JR Overcome Show into a podcast. And here we are looking to motivate and inspire all of you out there. So real quickly, a big, re- a quick recap for those that uh, were not around for the first show. What is the JR Overcome Show? This is a show for leaders and overcomers, those looking to achieve elite form- performance in themselves, in their businesses, and in their relationships. I'm looking for people who are no longer willing to settle for the status quo. Neither is Ray. He is looking to push people outside of their comfort zone to that elite performance. That's what this show is about. We're going to interview amazing people who have overcome. We're going to interview leaders. We're going to talk with people. We're going to talk about topics related to that. That's what this show is about. And uh, I'm just, I'm excited. It's great to be working with Ray, to partner with Ray. Uh, You know? Yeah, I'm super excited. You know, to me... Uh, the JR Overcome podcast is a collaboration and it's a wealth of knowledge that we've just, it's going to be collision of knowledge. You know, we're putting everything together and I'm, I'm super pumped to be part of the team. Um, nothing's changed. This is just like back in buds where I'm carrying you. So nothing's changed. <laughs> we're keeping it the same, but no, um, you know, it's all about getting the word out there and the message and just giving back to the community. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't be with a better person. Um, obviously I look up to you and it's, even though I look down at you, uh, wait a minute, I actually think I'm taller. We'll have to check on that, but no, on a serious note, it is an I, honor. by at least half an inch. I'm obviously taller. Stop. You got, you got more meat on those bones, but, uh, but I may have you in the height category. Yeah. You look like a dirty so. four compared to me. <laughs> 
So Ray and I go way back. We were in Buds together. We actually went through Hell Week together. We we're in the same boat crew in Hell Week. So we have uh, we have shed some mud and blood, and uh, it's been pretty awesome. And coming back together, Ray said a collision of knowledge. Sometimes I got to tell you, it's going to be like a train wreck of knowledge. But we're going to have fun, and you're going to enjoy this show because we're going to motivate and inspire you to lead yourselves and to overcome any obstacle in your path. What is the agenda for the show today? So the agenda for the show, we are going to, every show, we're going to start the show off with the word of the day. And the word of the day for today's show is success. So Ray, I tell you what, I know that uh, a picture book is about the extent of your knowledge base and that if it's not written in crayon, you probably can't read it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to show off. I know you've been, you know, I know you've been working with your daughter. She's been teaching you to read. So uh, would you read the definition of success? I'm going to do one better, Jason. I'm going to give you the definition of success and I'm going to give you my definition of success. Send it. So here we go. Success, and this is right off the Webster's Dictionary, a degree or measure of succeeding, favorable or desired outcome. Also, the attainment of wealth, favor, or I don't even know. What's that big word right there? That would be eminence, Thank you. I don't know what that means. But here's my definition on a serious note. My definition of success is helping others help themselves. And that's what it's all about. It's not about a monetary value. It's about getting a message across, teaching people how to be better. That is how you get the reward. You're 100% correct. And we're going to dive into that in our first discussion of the show, getting deep into what is success? I mean, how do people measure success and what truly is success? I think a lot of people get confused out there. So we are going to dive into that coming up here in a minute. And then we're going to get back into who is Ray Cash Care, part two. For those of you tuned into JR Overcome Show episode one, we uh, we got into who was Ray w- growing up. What was the adversity he encountered? A lot of people don't know about Ray, but he uh, he lost his dad at a young age in a pretty violent incident, and it really set the tone for who Ray was and shaped some of his mindset as he drove forward in life. And we talked about those life ambushes. And today we're going to be talking more about who is Ray Care and what shaped him. And then, as with every show, we will be closing with our two minute motivation with Ray and I talking about our word of the day or our theme and firing you guys up with a little bit of motivation to close things out. All right, let's just jump right into it. Let's get back to the word of the day, success. So Ray, I have a lot of people that say to me, Jay, you're so successful. You're such a successful guy. When I look at you, Ray, I think, man, Ray, you're a successful guy. I mean, look at what you've done. You know, you're, you're, you're a TV personality. People recognize you from TV. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're out there and you're doing it. I, uh, I, the same thing with me. People see me on TV. They see me on the news, uh, you know, book, all these different things. And they say, oh, Jay, you're so successful. But you and I have had the opportunity to meet a lot of people on this planet. I have met poor, rich, you know, strong, weak. It doesn't matter. Across the demographic, man, woman, Different people measure, different people define success in different ways. And I think some people have the wrong idea of what success is. So many people say success is about how much money you have in your bank account. I I couldn't agree more, Uh, sir. I I could not agree more. I'm actually going to say that twice. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Back in the day, that's all I gave a shit about was how much money I could make. 
um, success, you know, back in the teams, how cool I could be, what I could do, you know, as I've matured, did you see that? I used a big word. I've learned and my- I need like a green big word light for you. <laughs> but things have changed. You know, as I've developed, I'm, I'm learning. And this is what I've learned about success. You cannot be successful with anything that you do in life. It's like fitness. It starts from the inside out. People go, what the hell does that mean? How can you be successful from the inside out? I'll tell you. And it's simple. First, you got to believe in yourself and your abilities. I'm going to go over that. I talk about that all the time. I believe that there is nothing on this earth I can't do if I don't put my mind to it. I believe that the message that I'm putting across is helping people. Now, if I'm in a room of a thousand people, we're doing a seminar and I reach one person. I don't watch how I say, if I touch one person, people are like, you're a freak. No, if I touch one person in a positive way, then my mission is accomplished. And that's what it's about. I don't care about, you know, hey, I've 70% of the people are buying my books or this. If I can reach one person then I'm successful, people as a society, all they give a shit about is money and material things. I used to be like that. I'm not like that anymore. Do I want wealth? Do I want success? Yes, but it has to come at a cost. And that cost is I have to give my all, you know, with everything I'm doing, the TV, the movies and everything. I ha I am I am like 7-Eleven, brother. You know as well as I do. When you're in the public eye- You're open 24 hours a day. I'm open 24 hours a day. Yeah, baby. Which means that I owe it to my public and to my supporters. I don't like to use the word fans, that I've got to have, be on my A game just like on a mission, 24-7, okay? We can't have bad days. We can't go out and someone say, hey, Jason, hey, Ray, can you sign my book? Hey, Ray, can you sign this thing for me? And me go, no, man, I can't, okay? We took that oath when we became frogmen that, you know, that was our job to defend our country. And now that we are doing a public service to people in order to be successful, we have to be, I know there's balance, but we have to be able to answer those calls, you know? I was just out at dinner uh, the other night with my wife and daughter and a guy said, Hey man, can I get a picture with you? Now I was, it was family time and normally I would have said no, but I thought, I thought about it and go, what did it take for that guy to walk up to me and ask me to do that? You know, I could have easily said, no, I'm, I'm with my family. And you know what? He might've been cool with that, but what would that have done? I might've lost someone that believes in me and the message that I'm putting out and he's going to go, Hmm. Now he could have said, Hey, He's just having dinner with his family, but he could also said, hey, Cash, you're the one that said, whenever you need something, you know, you're here. Well, guess what? I have to live by that. And that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, definitely getting deep into success and the different, the different aspects of it. You know, when I think about success, it's, I, I agree hundred percent, you know, so many people think about money and, and don't get me wrong. I would love to be able to, uh, you know, this world, unfortunately runs on money. And our ability to buy stuff, our ability to go places, our ability to do things is directly dependent on money. And when you have kids and when you're out there trying to make a living and we have cars and we have school payments and all those different things, that money gets used up. And uh, our ability to work hard and grind it out and hopefully make a solid living for ourselves where we can do some of those awesome extra things. Maybe, maybe buy that nicer car, maybe upgrade that house or take those vacations. I mean, that is a level of success. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, brother, I know a lot of super unhappy rich people. And I tell you what, the key to success, in my opinion, is something that took me a long time to figure it out. But I learned it unequivocally that night on the battlefield when I was bleeding out and dying. Life is about 
balance. And truly successful people understand that. They understand that they've got to balance their time in all the different areas. You and I talk about, you know, you know, both of us are our pictures of fitness. You're a better picture of fitness than I am. I'll just let you know. This is true. <laughs> So, but I am, uh, I'm really big on getting back out there and crushing myself. You know, I'm 43 years old and, and, you know, I've been through some major life experiences. I'm broken. I am seriously broken. I can't bend my arm more than 90 degrees. I can't extend more than 45 degrees, but I don't let that stop me because I want to build myself and, and that physical components totally important. We have to find balance in those areas. Successful people understand if I take care of my health, if I take care of myself, it's critical to be able to take care of ourselves. If I take care of the relationships around me, if I'm constantly hungry to learn and I'm humble, if I come to grips spiritually, and I'm not saying that there has to be an, a religious component of that. I am religious. I am a Christian. Uh, you know, not everybody believes in the same way that I do. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have to find the path that enables you to be able to deal with all the problems in life. And truly successful people do that. I couldn't agree more. You know, people always ask me and we always put out, find your why. Find your why to be successful. I got that. I know what my why is. My why, my why is my family. But then if you want to take it one step farther, then you got to talk about how. How do I apply the why to be successful? How do I use that in order to monetize whatever it is I'm doing? You know, this is Ray Cash Care, the businessman right now talking to you because my business is life. My business is surviving, okay? I don't want to go back overseas and fucking dodge bullets. I want to, I've done that. You have done that more than anyone. Not very well. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm twice the size of you, but you got hit. That's okay. My point is, is you have to figure out. Greatest shot Al-Qaeda had. Boom. There you go. Is, you know, everybody talks about the why, the why, you know, why do I do it? What fuels my fire? I got it. I've known what's fueled my fire for years. My family and great hair. Got it. But my point is, that was a joke. My point is now is how do I apply that why to my everyday life? Okay. That, the, because the how I'm doing things now is what's making me successful is what's seeing, you know, what's getting to see these people see me on TV and movies, just like you, because we figured out the formula. Because my formula of life, it's simple. You ready for this? It's a secret. You ready? Time plus effort equals result. People go, that's, that's stupid. No, it's not. If you put in piss poor time, piss poor effort, guess what? You're going to get a piss poor result. All right? I don't need to have a degree and be, be a big fancy lieutenant like you to know that. I'm an enlisted man. And I'm telling you from the depths of actually having to do work in the SEAL teams, okay? I never knew I was fancy. Thank you. <laughs> you are fancy. <laughs> time plus effort equals results. If you want to be successful, you have to learn the equation that works for you. Not everybody's equation is right. That's right. That is a general equation for you to get started. After that, me and you are totally different. That's you right. may have to put in more time or more effort than me, but guess and what? our definitions of success could be different. They That's could what's be. critical. Everybody's definition of success is different. You know, but I will tell you that if you measure success by merely the amount of dollars in your bank account and the mer merely the amount of tangible assets that you own, when you come to the end of your life, and I can tell you as a guy who's faced the end, you don't think about any of those things. I'll tell you, when I was laying there dying, not once did I think to myself, uh, how much money's in my bank account? 
Not once did I think to myself, I wonder what my motorcycle's doing. I wonder if it misses me right now. Uh, not once did I think about, gosh, I wish I could drive my truck one more time. I really like my truck. None of that. You know, from a person that hasn't been shot, I'm going to cut you off. What I would think from knowing you as a person, I would think you're wondering, I'm getting a little emotional here, brother. Um, worrying about my wife and my kids. Worrying about, again, because I know you. We've known each other for over 20 years. I know what your whys are. So I couldn't agree with you more, you know, fuck the materialistic things. I'm going to, I'm going to just lay it out there. Fuck the materialistic things. You know, if you've got family, hug them. Don't, you know, I tell people you want to be successful. Don't go to bed with your uh, wife or your family angry any night. You know why? Because it could be your last night on earth. People go cash. You're, you're being a drama queen. No, I'm not. I'm being realistic. Yep. I'm sitting next to a guy that got shot and had how many surgeries? I know how many I'm being facetious. Yeah. How many? Almost 40. Almost 40 surgeries. So... You of all people know what I'm talking about because you know what it's like to almost lose everything. And like you said, I'm going to quote you on this. I didn't give a shit about the Harleys, the Raptors, the big houses. All you cared about was your family, brother. And, you know, I commend you on that. And that's why I've had to change my whole thought process because before, you know, as team guys, you know, we're young, we're selfish. All we care about is getting through the training. And then after that, we start to mature we care about our brothers. You know, I used to put my brothers before I did my family because the teams were my family. I, I can't speak for you. Maybe, maybe it's true or maybe it's not, but that happens a lot. That's why we lose a lot of, we have a lot of divorce rates in, in the SEAL teams. But I had to find that balance, okay? And as I got older, that balance shifted. It went from, you know, teams 60 to the family 40 to a 50-50 and it's, and it's changed. Now, you know, I'm giving 99.9% of my time to my family. That 1% of the time is for me. That 0.1% is me. The rest is for my girls. I've said my piece. And that's what it's about. You know, you got to, it is about that balance. And I tell people, if you can find that balance, you know, I talk about the Pentagon of performance. If you want to achieve elite performance, you know, you need to apply time in five key areas of your life, balance in five key areas of your life. Physical leadership, mental leadership, emotional leadership, social leadership, and spiritual leadership. And I truly believe if you can find that balance in those five areas, those things that you are pursuing, whether it's in your job, they're going to fall in place. I mean, you may not be a multimillionaire. I mean, some of that plays into luck. It plays into how hard you work. It plays into what you're doing that enables that success, that financial success. But I tell you what, you will be a success at life. Steve Jobs wrote right before he died, he talked about all the success he had. And unequivocally, I mean, he is an icon in the IT world, obviously creating Apple a one one trillion, the first $1 trillion company in the history of the world. And Steve Jobs wrote at the end of his life when he was dying that he wished he had spent more time with those he loved. Don't waste it. Don't allow yourself as Americans, we have a natural tendency to get sucked into our jobs and we're so sucked into the focus that that should be our focus, that we, we put our family, we put everything to the side thinking that we're going to get to this point where, you know, if I can just get to this next level, it'll make everything right and I'll have a better relationship with my family, whatever. And they get to the end of their lives and they never got there. Take the time now. Find the balance now. That is success. I guarantee it. I hear you, brother. What you just said, I'm going to sum up chasing the rainbow. I can't look for that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because the rainbow is going to keep disappearing on me. I've got to make my own gold. I've got to make my own path. I couldn't agree with you more. 
And, and instead of being a pot of gold, it may be a couple of gold coins, but it takes time. It's not chasing this rainbow that suddenly there's going to be this giant gold pot at the end and you're like, oh, I'm instantly rich and everything's good. For most people, it doesn't happen that way. It is the grind, but find that balance along the way. Amen. You know, earn, earn those gold coins one at a time while, you'll, while you're still preserving yourself and you're still preserving the relationships around you. All right, man. That was awesome. That was a good discussion. You got me fired up. Yeah. All right, well, let's. Uh, we're gonna jump into. Uh, we're gonna jump into you, Ray. Oh my God, sounds Here, a little weird. Hopefully, we have three days because I can talk about myself. <laughs> so, in the last show, we talked about who is Ray Care Part One. We talked about Ray growing up, some of the hardships he encountered, the loss of his dad at a young age due to a violent death. Uh, Ray grew up in a in in just a. It was a hard environment. Uh, you know, he definitely was not one that grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. He grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and he is fortunate that he found himself and he drove himself forward and he had the drive to get him to buds and it helped make Ray who he is today. And now we're going to talk about Ray care part D and we're going to talk about life after the teams. Although we are going to talk a little bit about buds because we didn't get too deep into buds last time. And since Ray and I actually went through buds together and we went through hell week together, we got some stories. So we're going to tell some stories and then we're going to talk about Ray Care, the actor, the TV personality, a fitness expert, a fitness coach, and uh, a, a mover and a shaker, someone who's just out there making things happen. You know, uh, we talk about the hustle. Ray's a, Ray's a hustler, man. He's out there trying to make things happen for himself, for his family, for his friends. He's a motivator. He's a husband and a father. So without further ado. Big word. Yeah. Well, you know, adieu. Adieu. Yeah, you know, it's French. So you and I went through buds together. And, uh, you know, the crucible of all crucibles. And, and even bigger than that, we went through Hell Week together. And, uh, you know, Hell Week's an interesting thing because you're awake for a week straight, basically. I mean, you know, five days straight, you're awake. And uh, you don't remember everything. I mean, you just can't. But there's a lot of things that stand out in your mind. And sometimes, you know, Ray and I were telling stories and we, we remembered things that I hadn't thought about in years. So, uh Ray, do you do you remember a story about me? I'll, I'll let you go first. If you remember a story about me, I remember a story about Ray. Well, I all I remember through Buds was you crying and saying, "God, I wish I could be like Ray Cash Care before I was even Ray Cash Care." And I actually lost my voice every day saying that. I took you on. I actually put you on my although, teeth. Although you uh, had not become cash anything at that point. True, I was. Care he was Bear. Ray Penny Care. Ray Penny. At I was, that point, yeah, yeah. I was actually and Care Bear it, back then, but. True story. I actually used to. He actually closely feed resembled one of the characters. Jason bears. from the teat of, and I gave him the nectar of the gods, my milk. I want to let you know that I'm wearing waders right now for the bullshit that is being stories, slathered all over the microphone. No, stories of Jason. It's funny. When I knew Jason before he was a lieutenant, when he was enlisted, what were you, 100 and what? What did you weigh? I mean, you were tiny. I was uh, 135 pounds. 135 pounds. And you know what? I lost when we went through Hell Week. I dropped to 117 pounds. If anybody's ever seen the picture, I literally look like I stepped out of a concentration camp. I lost 16 pounds in Hell Week. But again, we were in the Smurf crew. We got our ass kicked. But I just, you know, I just remember store, like, remember you just looking like a little wet dog. But you were just, a, you know, you were one of the smaller guys. I mean, we were the Smurf crew, but a lot of the guys were a little thicker. And But you just wouldn't fucking quit. And I was just like, what is up with this fucking dude? Because, I mean, you weighed, you know, you weighed as much as my right, my right thigh, 
but you just would not stop. I Maybe mean, you're right there right now. Not right back now. Then, back then, I was telling yeah. you, I was small. <laughs> but, you know, I remember um, a story. Um, I don't know. I'll just, we'll just call him Jamie. We'll leave it at Jamie. We had a gentleman in our boat crew who uh, wasn't- During Hell Week. During Hell Week, who wasn't putting out. And I remember we were rowing around- yeah, the round the world evolution. So that evolution, you're we're in our you're in your boat crew when you're going through Hell Week, and you have to row all the way around Coronado Island, uh, by you know with your oars. There's uh, seven my, of us. Yes, it's my story, crew. your story. I was just trying to help. you. Okay, man. well, yeah. So anyway, how long do you think we were rowing for? I don't know. It was half the night. Couple yeah hours. Yeah. So we're we're rowing. And I don't know, but we, this one guy in our boat crew, he just wasn't putting out. And I remember we decided we were going to let someone sleep. <laughs> so, so he goes to sleep and he doesn't want to wake up. So when he doesn't want to wake up, you know, at this, at this point we're hallucinating. I don't know how long we fucking been up for. And then the next thing I know, I just look over and Jason is like literally killing this poor kid trying to get him up. So, you know, most people shake somebody with a with a, a, a nice little hand. Jason decides to start jabbing him with the paddle, like in his face and stuff. And I'm just I think like, I actually started whacking him like yeah. full on blows like I was chopping wood with an axe. And when he got up, true story, Jason's like, hey, if you want to go to sleep, go ahead. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I just get fucking paddling. So, um, you know, my point to the story is, is even at 135 pounds, I don't know what you were. Were you an E4, E3? What no, were you? I was an E1 when I oh went to Oh my God, you were E1. Okay. I might've been an E2. I might've been an E2. I, I was an E2 too, okay. but you had this presence about you. And I was just like, I thought at that moment, I was like, you know, this, this little motherfucker's got it, dude. You know, and you wouldn't put up with anything. And I've known you for 20 some years. You never, you, you'll never back down if, if the reasons are right to protect yourself or your family. And uh, I knew at that time, I was like, this fucking guy's got it. And I was right. Yeah, that was a good time, man. Uh, God, we got our ass kicked in that <sighs> week. I got to tell you, we lost every single race. Um, <laughs> every single race. I mean, it just seemed like everything we did, you know, we were- It was the Singaporean- We were short fun. and dumb and hard. That was kind of the motto of our boat crew. Yeah, I agree. I so, agree. I, I'll tell you, I remember one story about Ray. It happened in dive phase. We were in dive phase Christ. together. And we were doing the uh, the long swim, seven and a half mile swim, nautical mile swim. So, I mean, it's just, you're in the water for an average of four hours swimming. And it is long and boring and cold. And, uh, and they lined everybody up to do an inspection. We're all standing back there <laughs> in, our, in our gear, getting ready to go out and do this swim. And the instructors start going down the line and they're like, open up your wetsuits. You know, they wanted us to unzip our wetsuits, you know, because I guess they wanted to see if anybody had any contraband. And I tell you what, man, guys right and left got shit falling out of their wetsuits. And Ray's standing about three people down from me. And I look over and Ray literally looks like, I, I don't even know, like, like everything started falling out of you, dude. Like there was... <laughs> There was like gels. You had like a winter coat in there. There was like waterproof headphones. I think the kitchen sink fell out of your wetsuit. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, motherfuckers. And I was prepping for anything, you know? Dude, it was hysterical. And, uh, you know, the instructors hammered all of us for a couple of minutes. And I think we all kind of laughed at it because, you know, in Buds, it was, it really, you know, it's survival. I mean, that's what you do to get through. And uh, the little things that you can do, 
Uh, I got busted after Hell Week for trying to wear a cheater top. So, you know, yeah, you pay the man. You know, you, you, if you get caught, you pay the man, you pay the consequences. And But at that time, you don't even care. You're so, you're so hard and you've just been through so much shit together as brothers. You're just like, you know. Whatever. Okay, whatever, dude. It's, yep. I'm going to get my ass beat. Okay, let's get it over with. But yeah, it was hysterical. I mean, I don't even know, like. The the iPad the iPod hadn't even been invented yet, and Ray had one in his wetsuit that day. I was ready. So, but anyways, yeah, man, it's been a long, crazy journey that Ray and I have been together. And uh, you know, you graduated buds, and you and I were stationed right across the courtyard from each other. Yep. So we see each other off and on over the years. Uh, we saw each other on trips and stuff that we did. Um, never did a deployment together. No, no. But cross paths along the way. And then Ray decided to uh, move on into the civilian world. Yeah. Went out into the big, bad civilian world that all of you were living in and was uh, kind of navigating through that world and started to move into the world of speaking and consulting. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was scary transition. Um, but I took what I had learned from Buds and I decided that I wanted to apply it and, and teach, instruct and educate people um, the life lessons that I've learned. And, you know, and I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm not looking back. I love it, you know, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my childhood, as horrible as that sounds. I'm thankful for the brothers that I've met in the t SEAL teams. Obviously, um, nothing but love and respect for those that I've lost, you know. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. And I'm s thankful that through the ups and downs, the peaks and troughs, whatever the fuck you want to call them, the trials and tragedies. Um, I'm the man that I am now sitting here beside you and I'm doing good things. And I'm, I'm proud of me, if that makes sense. You know, without sound arrogant, I'm proud of what I've become because I didn't like what I was at an early age. But as I've gotten older, I've really fine-tuned myself to try to be better. As we said, from the inside out. Well, you know, and you, a lot, I mean, you are a definition of success. Um, you know, you have, I mean, you truly, you've overcome. I mean, that's one of the amazing things. I mean, from a young age, if anybody was to look at you when you were a kid at that moment, 12 years old, one year after your dad had died and, and in this, you know, in a very poor area, a single mom trying to raise a young man, uh, you know, nobody would have said you would have made it. Everybody would have counted you out. And here you are, you made it to the highest levels of military special operations. You had a successful career and then you got out and started trying to give back because, man, the lessons that we learn in the SEAL teams, I tell people all the time. I'm like, you know, the stories that I tell might be military stories, some of the things that I've learned, but they are not SEAL stories. They're not military stories at the stories are, but the core elements of them are not. They are human stories. Leadership is leadership, regardless of where it occurs. I don't care if it's the trash man or the turret gunner. It is still leadership. You know, teamwork is teamwork. Resiliency is resiliency. They are the same across the board. They are applied in different ways in different uh, environments in the military, but they are exactly the same in the civilian world. That's why I think it's so powerful for those of us who have been blessed to learn these lessons in the military, you know, uh, to be able to give them back like you are. Yeah. You know, um, learn a few valuable lessons in my day. The one thing that I learned that I like to pass on to Kids all the way up to, you know, I work with underprivileged kids all the way at the NFL superstars, whatever, as I tell them, life, you get out of it what you put into it. People go, well, I don't get it. 
think about it. Let it let you know. Let it marinate. You know, um, if I would have went through Buzz with a piss poor attitude and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I wouldn't be sitting here with you talking about this. But you know, I I decided you know the day that my father was murdered that um, I got dealt a shit hand, but I was going to do, I was going to learn from it, and I made it. Uh, you know, at age eleven, I decided that mentally, no one could tell me I couldn't do anything, and. You know, I, let me tell you what, if an Irish kid like me that came from the upbringing that I did uh, can do it, any single person here listening to us right now can too. That's that's the advice I have to tell you. If I can do it, I, I know damn well you can do it. No true words. I, I am, uh, for me, that's like fuel to my fire. It's like pouring gasoline on a bonfire. If you tell me I can't do something, it fuels me to want to do it. And I think most successful people are that way. You know, they don't take no for an answer. They don't take somebody telling you, oh, you can't do that. You know, yeah, don't tell me statistics. I don't care. I'm still going to grind it out. Um, and, and truly, I think that's what enables success. Oh, fuck yeah. That's what sets me and you apart than I think most people. I fail all the time. I fail daily. I won't quit. That's the difference. People get that definition, they get those two words confused. A lot of people, they don't fail at things. They just fucking quit. Bullshit. All right. If you fail at something, that wasn't your day. It wasn't your time. Regroup, reassess, and then go execute perfection the next day or tomorrow. Tomorrow, I tell everybody, every Monday of my life, I base it off that. It's a new chapter of my book. It can be a horror story. It can be a, a fairy tale that has a happily ever after ending. I'm going for that number two, brother. Yep. Fuck the horror story. And no matter what happened the week before, the next day, the sun's always going to rise. You got another day, make it. It's how you make it that's going to drive the difference. All right, so listen, you have been, uh, so you went out there, you were speaking and consulting, and suddenly, bang, got into acting. You got on uh, some celebrity TV shows, you got on to, uh, or some reality TV yeah. shows, yeah. and then uh, you became known for a really big popular show, The Selection. Yeah. So tell, tell me about that path and then tell me about the selection because there's a lot of people out there that are going to be listening right now that have watched the selection and they remember you from that show. Yeah, you know, true story. I wasn't going to do, do the selection. Um, the producer called me. Um, but what drew him to me was my positive attitude, my can-do attitude. I tell people, be magnetic. And why I like this show, obviously we took 12 people, 12 of America's toughest people, and we ran them through selection courses of all military branches, even though it didn't seem that way. But what it was, was it wasn't an ass beating. It was a life lesson. There was a message being taught. I tell everybody there will be pain, but there's a lesson that's being taught. You and I both know that we can take any individual in the world, put them through buds. We can make them quit anytime we want. It's about redlining people to their, to their max potential and then bringing them back just a little bit and constantly making forward progression. So whenever I do something, I turn down shows. We've talked about this. Turn down shows monthly. I am not going to get on TV and make an ass of myself. But if there's a positive message and I can help people, then brother, I'm on board. And that's what the selection was about. You know, I did the Captain Phillips thing. I love the true story about it. You know, I got to rescue Tom Hanks. I met Tom. He's been in my house. He's a very good friend of my wife's. They love her better than me. But the point is. is I can totally see that. I can see that too. Um <laughs> Max Martini loves her even more, but we won't get into that. Um, but the point is, is I will not do anything unless there's a message or a lesson that can be taught. Because otherwise, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an actor. You know, 
I'm an ambassador to life. And what I'm doing is I'm spreading the wealth and the message and the power that I have. You know, people call me the motivator, the educator, and the decimator, because here's the deal, brother. I, I'm like you. I will not ask anybody to do something I can't have or still won't fucking do to this day. When I do my PT stuff, you're, you see me. I'm leading the way. I'm not going to be a guy that sits in the back with my gut sticking out going fucking 50 push-ups. No. I'm the guy that's going to be burning, sweating, and evolving with you because pain is growth. Yeah, that's yeah. what life's about. I've said my piece. There you have it. So... Knocking out the selection, Captain Phillips, still out there making a difference. Fitness is my life. Fitness is my life. You And you are an icon of fitness, man. There is no doubt about it. You said to me, not that long, you said, I'm in better shape now at 46 than I have been in my entire life. And that's a bold statement, man, because, you know, you were a SEAL for 12 years. We have to be in literally world-class shape. I used to do it the hard way. Now I do it the smart way. I, like I said, I've evolved. I've grown. But- this is what I've learned about fitness, just like mindset and everything. Everything starts from the inside out, your core strength, everything. If you were healthy on the inside, everything will exude. You know, I look better. I feel better. You know, I am, I am a better man. I got to tell you, you guys got to look Ray up. He, he is a physical beast. I mean, I, you know, I may not have the genetic structure to look exactly like Ray, uh, I'm, I'm much better looking than he is physically in shape. He's probably got me, he, he's probably got me beat, but no, no, all kidding aside, man. Uh, I have worked out with Ray. I've watched Ray work out. He truly is a physical beast. He has set the example. Check him out on his Instagram page. Yeah. Ray cash care. Check me out on Instagram. Cause you can see, and Ray posts a lot. He posts himself doing some of these workouts and, uh, he really, he's become a, a fitness expert and a fitness coach trying to help people, trying to make a difference. He wants to see people be better physical examples. Yeah. I just want people to be better versions of themselves every day. Every day, if you get up and you're better than you were the day before, then I've succeeded. No matter what that means, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is. It's all about giving your all. That's what it's about. That's why I'm in the best shape of my life. Because I think even as a SEAL, I used to hold back. I didn't, I didn't really have the expansion that I do now. I didn't open myself up to new things. I was, I was selfish and I was stubborn. We were the best at one thing. Now I'm great at a whole bunch of fucking things. Can I kick in the door the way I used to? Probably not, but I can still fucking run with the young bucks, but I can do a thousand other things a lot better than I did before. So right now, as a complete package, I'm better. And that's what it's about. And I think that's about, you and I have talked about functional fitness. I oh. mean, I've, I have met people out there. I, I remember a guy in one of my platoons who was just, he was a, he was a muscle head, man. He loved to lift and, and he looked like something off the cover of muscle and fitness. But I remember one time we were out doing immediate action drills. He was 60 gunner and he could not, his, his muscles locked up. He could not carry the 60 because he was just too muscular. That's not functional fitness. You got to be able to. You got to be able to do anything in this life because you never know what's coming your way. Ray's all about functional fitness. He's about strength. He's about endurance, and uh, he's really. I'm telling you, he's making a difference. It's great to see. All right, last thing, man. You are a husband and a father. It's my biggest accomplishment, brother. And I tell you what, I feel the same way. I mean, to be able to influence your kids, to you know, I tell my kids every day. It is my goal to help you be successful in the civilian world, for you to be a good contributing member of society. I agree. And we actually, with the things that we've done, we have a lot of advantages that most people don't. But what I won't do is I won't enable my daughter. 
I give her the tools, just like I know you do with your children, to be successful. I'm not opening doors for my daughter. I What I do is I teach her how to get to the door. I give her all the lessons. When she gets to the door, she has to open that door. You know, if she wants to come apply for a job with you, I'm giving her the tools that she needs, the mental mindset, the toughness, the seven points of performance to be successful in life. That's what we need to do as parents. And obviously, we want our kids to be better than us, you know? So... Um, I will not give my daughter anything for free. She will learn it. And I'm teaching her that because I, I, I'm, my daughter's 10 years old, three-time state champion. You know, she's getting straight A's in school. That ain't because of me. That's because me and her mother are teaching her the ways and we're not enabling her to have things for free. You know, she wants something, she saves up and she does it. She's learning the value of everyday life with everything that she does. There you have it. So... And I think we're going to have some more shows later about, you know, uh, relationships and being a father and parent and all that. So the last thing I want to hit on is, uh, yeah, we're getting more into uh, you've been doing some speaking, but uh, I recently launched with uh, I recently launched a new speaking company with my long haired admiral and a group of other really high level, amazing speakers called Eagle Rise Speakers Bureau. You can check us out at EagleRiseSpeakers.com. And we just signed Ray uh, a few so months pumped. ago. So uh, pretty awesome that Ray's on board with us now, and we're going to get him out there speaking, talking about leadership and mindset and those different things that Ray's trying to make a difference with. So if you are looking, if you want to bring Ray in to, uh, to talk about those things, if you want to motivate and inspire your company, hey, go to EagleRiseSpeakers.com. So, all right, well, listen up. This has been a great show. We are, uh, we are wrapping things up. You got anything else? I think we hit it on the head, boss. I think we're good. Um... You know, hey, book me. Let me come to you. The doctor makes house calls. Let's do this, guys. Ray also does uh, personal. Uh, he does personal coaching and consulting, and you can find him on his website. Yeah, you can find me at www.frogmindset.com. I do consulting. I do mentoring. I do you name it. I do it, guys. It's all about giving you the tools you need to be successful. All right. And that is our theme for the show today, success. So our next show is going to be in two weeks, October 11th. The theme for that show is going to be failure. Ray's going to be interviewing yours truly. You know, there's going to be two parts of that that I'm going to be hitting you up with. Uh, the first part's going to be, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say this, but it's going to be the downfall of Jason Redman. People go, what the hell does that mean? And we're going to get into it. And it's going to be a fantastic, it's going to be a, a gritty we're going to peel back the onion. Yeah. And then the second part is going to be the redemption of, of Jason Redman. You know, the, the new rebirth of Jason Redman. You know, the, the new and improved Jason Redman. I am super fucking pumped to do this. I'm honored to be the one that gets to ask you these questions. And, you know, for being a, a brother of 20 years and a friend for 22 years, you know, I'm humbled and honored to ask you these questions. And I can't wait to hear how it goes. It's going to be a great show. You guys need to tune in. Uh, we got some upcoming guests coming over in the next couple of months. We've got James Jimmy Hatch, author of Touching the Dragon. Jimmy is a friend and a teammate who has an amazing story. Uh, go read, go purchase Touching the Dragon and uh, read it. And then you'll listen to that show coming up uh, in a couple of months. And then we've got uh, we've got our long-haired admirals who are going to be coming up in a couple of months. Uh, they're going to be our first guests on the show, and we're going to be trying to bring more guests on. All right, we're going to wrap things up with what we're going to be doing on every single show, our two minutes of motivation. Each of us 
Ray and I get one minute to motivate you on the word of the day. Today's word is success. Ray, smash, go. Successful, ladies and gentlemen. The ability to help others help themselves. I want you guys to be the sponge. I want you to absorb knowledge. I want you to pass that knowledge on. I want you to have a purpose in life. I want you to be successful. Stop caring about the money. It will come. If you do everything right, if you put in the time, you put in the effort, you will get the results. I promise you. Are they going to happen overnight? Fuck no, they're not. But if you continually progress to be better every day, you will climb the ladder to success. You want to look down? I don't look down. I don't look at where I've come. I look at where I'm going. It's all about making forward progression. I want you guys to think about that tonight. Every day is a blessing on this earth. If you are alive, you're successful. There's someone always doing better and there's someone doing worse than you, okay? Set the bar high. Me and Jason, we don't set the bar. We exceed it. Sir? All right. So I talk about the six tenets of success. And I, I guarantee you, if you follow these t- six tenets, you will find success. Number one, you've got to overcome. You've got to build that strong, relentless, never quit, overcome mindset. It is the single most important factor that will enable success. Number two, you've got to live greatly. So many people let fear drive them and they're too afraid to get out there and go after their hopes and dreams because they listen to that stupid little voice in their head that says, you're not good enough. You're not fast enough. You don't have enough money. You're not in the right place. Whatever it is, they let fear drive them. Stop doing that. Live greatly. Fail and then pick yourself up and continue to live greatly. Number three, you've got to stay humble. So many people let their head get too big. I made that mistake. I almost ended my own career from that. You have to stay humble. True leaders stay humble. They are servant, selfless leaders, successful people. Understand that. You've got to lead always. You've got to get out there and set the example and be a leader. This is going to enable success. You've got to love deeply. You've got to take that time to love those around you. You've got to love yourself. You've got to appreciate who you are and you've got to build those relationships. And then the last one, you've got to live a life with no regrets. You've got to lay it all out there so that when the end comes, and ladies and gentlemen, it is coming for all of us, you can look back and say, I did it right. I got no regrets. That is success. All right, pow, that wraps up the JR Overcome Show episode two. I am Jason J. Overcome Redman. I am Ray Cash Care. And this has been the JR Overcome Show. We will see you guys in two weeks. Boom, we're out. Thanks for listening to the JR Overcome Show. Tune in next time and please remember to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please visit jrovercomeshow.com.